You're very welcome to the Travel Lounge and we're continuing our wonderful series Ambassadors to Spain. I made Finn and my special guest today is Colm Mullen, who's an English language teacher and uh, knows all about uh, tourism over in Castile and Leon. Colm, you're very welcome to the programme. Thanks a million, Nate. I'm very happy to be here, of course. And um, you're a Galway man yourself. Yes, uh, not born, but bred. Yes, very good. I was born up in Dublin. Oh, very good. And uh, you lived in Galway for for my um, whole life. Brilliant, brilliant. And Colm, listen. Um, you so you moved to Spain in two thousand nine, was it? That's that's correct. Yeah, I'm looking at the I'm looking at the the year now. That's Mm -hmm. what that's twelve years. Yep, that's twelve years ago. I did. Yeah, I can't believe it. Yes, brilliant. uh, and Colm, I mean, you're 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 telling me there earlier that you're um you're of course you're you're an English you an English language teacher and you bring Spanish uh, groups over here to Ireland as well during the summer. Mm-hmm. So I mean, tell me, I mean, one thing that's very interesting, right, is about you know Spain. People, of course, you know, people always go like they think of you know beaches and sun and sand and everything, but Castile and Leon is an amazing part of Spain. I suppose it's. It's sort of where a lot of people say Spanish originated there in Salamanca. And a lot of people wouldn't realize, and you can tell us now, it's actually bigger than Ireland. There's, you know, that's one thing that like, nobody can really realize. And a lot of people wouldn't even know, let's say, that the region exists. They see that, that like a big chunk up there in the north, we'll say. But unfortunately, uh, unfortunately, there's much more of a draw to obviously the sand and the beach and the, and the sun, etc. Down, down, down the south. But this place, it's got uh, like a wealth of like of heritage of culture of of architecture you know what i mean uh, of, of obviously wine tourism uh, as well is is a huge thing here now of course it, it is it is bigger the whole, this region is like about 10 15 times bigger 15 percent bigger than the entire island of ireland you know so there is like an unbelievable amount to, to discover you mentioned obviously it, it's like kind of the the what's it the, the the crib or the birthplace of, of the Spanish language, that's, that's true. But it's also more or less like the, the birthplace of the Spanish uh, state as we know it now. You know, uh, it was from here that the, what they call the Reconquest uh, began uh, in the 11th or 12th century there. And <clears throat> that's, this is like the, the, center, the centerpiece. This is like old Spain. You know, mm-hmm. um, I, I mean, I remember, right, I suppose, like, I was lucky enough to go there a few years ago, and I did a lot of things from there. And I know a lot of people as well start the Camino Way from Leon. But I suppose, if for me, if you're looking for a window to the Spanish soul, right, I would say go to Castile and Leon. I mean, for, it's kind of Spain in a way without the stereotypes, you know, vast mm-hmm. plains, mountains, and these amazing medieval towns. I mean, you mentioned like Salamanca there unbelievable mm-hmm. i couldn't believe that. i mean it's a student town of course segovia which was mm-hmm. famous i mean for you know we were chatting about the the suckling pig which they oh, call the plate the country's best uh hamon i suppose cure ham but um even i was i was remember when i was there they in segovia i mean they had based the disneyland sleeping beauty castle had been based that's, actually for the the famous fortress that was there as well i mean you know that's, just stunning. That's, what, that's, that's, what, that's what they say it's, it's amazing like you listen listen uh let's say if you fly into madrid all right and i know madrid is a is a, is a hot spot for for tourism and for weekend weekend breaks but you pop up to Segovia just just from there. It's literally on the on the, the speed the high speed train. It's like what twenty minutes, twenty five minutes, 
And you get there and it's like, I, I, I swear, you step back in time in yeah. a way. Those winding kind of hilly, uh, hilly streets that will, that lead from this Roman aqueduct that's what, like, like 15, 18 meters high that hasn't been touched. It's still standing like for the last 2000 years. And you walk in, you wind your way up, you go through this gorgeous uh, main square with a nice little cathedral in the corner. You keep going up and up and up and eventually it just opens up the streets really narrow and, 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 and all that. It opens up and you see this beautiful castle, just like Disney, just like Disneyland. Yeah, uh, amazing. They, they say it's based on it, and you're, you're blown away by it. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, and then you talked about cathedral there, and I mean, then you go to Leon and Borgos, and I mean, they love the cathedrals there. I mean, if you mm. if you love beautiful architecture, and you saw, you saw, it is completely going back in time. But if you look at look at look at uh, Borgos, uh, just as an example of the cathedral there, there's this year, uh, 2021, they're celebrating the 800th anniversary of the laying of the first stone all right mm-hmm. uh, wow. for that cathedral 800, 800 years old and you you look at you look at it and i swear I, I know it's a cliche but like it is breathtaking it is you know, it is absolutely in, in, its, in its intricacy in its immensity uh, as well it's it is it is something else and it's it's something that you know it uh, it's kind of it's kind of lost it's kind of lost on us simply because of the fact that maybe people are drawn somewhere else but you go there you go to burgos or you go to leon you mentioned salamanca segovia Every place has their own kind of spirit, their own kind of heart, their own pride in their own city. You know, uh, they've maintained the, ar- the, the architectural style in the in the Latin quarters, we'll say, uh, of those of those towns and cities, and they have their own culinary uh, their own culinary uh, tradition as well. Burgos, if anyone's a fan of black pudding, I hope anyone there is uh, oh, would be. Well, I certainly am. <laughs> well, if you go to you go to you go to Burgos, and they have the the. Well, I'm sorry. I do. I, I do prefer the Irish black pudding just for like I, I guess like national loyalty. All right. I don't yeah. say anything bad about the Irish black pudding, but that one in Burgos is is definitely something else. You go you go down to Leon. We can talk about the same thing about the cathedral as well. There's got this immense, beautiful stained glass rose just above the entrance uh, arches, and you go inside and on, uh, at the right time of day, the way the sun shines through there and lights up the the altar, all pink and red and gold and orange. You know, again, it's breathtaking, and that kind of crisp, cold air when you go into these cathedrals, it, it really. And the, I know this kind of darkness, but also the, those colorful lights from the windows is, I don't know, it just, it just really, it's just spectacular. And then, sorry, continue with the black pudding in Leon. They have a black pudding which is spreadable. All right, we're used to like you know sliced up black pudding, but this one you go into a t- any bar uh, in in Leon, and they will have a tapa, usually free as well, little tapa, uh, a big slice of bread with a big wallop of. Uh, uh, that lovely black pudding they have there too. But what was amazing, I, I found right. I've been talking about the soul or the window of, into the soul of Spain. I couldn't believe when we travelled around there. Um, everywhere you went, you went in and you had your wine, and not necessarily in a wine glass, but in a little, you know, the, your traditional tumbler glass kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And everywhere you went, you were just given little plates of tapas, and never I was expecting. You know, it was never you were never charged for it. It was so that it was the real tapas in a way. It was to complement the drinks, and there was never a question of. So you could you could eat your head off all around the place. You would have well, to, it, it was so you cheap. Could not, and like I, I know there are there are like the, there are free tapas in like in all in all the cities in Castilla León. Um, they have their and each bar has their speciality tapa, etc. But speaking, just go back to León there for a second. You could you like you could like literally uh, you you could have your lunch and your dinner all in one, uh, going around a lovely little the lovely little na- uh, area, but not in a neighborhood, but a little area just off the, the, the where the cathedral, the cathedral is. It's called El Barrio Húmedo, 
which would be the, the damp street or the wet street in, in English. I imagine that's because of all the drinking and all and easing that goes, up, goes on around there. But uh, that area there, all the tapas are obviously free, but you can go from one bar to the other. The first bar you might get you know, lovely like kind of sliced uh, potatoes with paprika and, and roasted peppers. The next one you have some morcilla. The next one you might have a slice of like, pizza, for example. The next one you might have some chorizo. The next one they give you a big plate of jamon. And again, you're, you're having your glass of wine and you might be spending, uh, which is another important factor, like a, a euro or 150 on your glass of wine or your, your, your beer or whatever. And you're getting fed at the same time. I know. I know. I mean, you know, I mean, people will find this hard to believe, actually. But mm. I couldn't, you know, the prices in, 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 in are just really, really unbelievable. I remember having like a three course meal, um, it, well, you know, in, in that beautiful street in Salamanca there. And um, and Leon was the same and Burgess. And it was it wasn't even I think it was even a 10 euros or something. But, you know, just yes. really <clears throat> phenomenal money. The one thing, mm. I mean, a memory that stood out for me as well. Um, and I, you can chat about this as well, but um, I remember um, the the late afternoon light there, but in Salamanca as well, which of course I suppose is a rare city, but that golden sandstone with the ochre yes. tinted Latin inscriptions. Yes. And I remember, of course, the whole Renaissance, but I remember <clears throat> um, the, the Playa Mayor illuminating um, at mm-hmm. nighttime. And it was just, <clears throat> now I suppose it's one of Castile's liveliest cities with the massive student, uh, international student population and loads of people go there to learn Spanish in their, you know, mm-hmm. mature students. Yeah, but yeah. I never forget that the that Playa Mayor illuminated at nighttime and the the, the throng of students, not not a slight, but there was no roughness. There was you never like the safest place I think you'd ever be. And mm-hmm. um the vitality. But I just mm-hmm. thought, my goodness, you know, I would live here in the morning. You would, you know? And and I, I tell you something, I lived there for a year. I was on Erasmus yeah. Uh, when I well, I studied in, in, in Gal- studying in Galway, uh, I chose Salamanca because of its, I guess, because of its reputation, etc. Now I had, I had, I had visited the place, like I passed through a few times, but I hadn't got time to actually appreciate it. But that was one thing, and I was, lo- I was actually lucky enough to live, like literally, literally, like what ten yards from the the main square, just on one of the, the off streets, uh, right there. But that, the, the, like you said, that's the way in the evening, the, the, the all the like all the buildings in that in that town, they have that lovely that sandstone. Mm. Um, construction and the whole place. You look at the the, the two the two towers because they actually have two cathedrals in in Salamanca. You see them bathed, just bathed in that in that like evening light, uh, as well as the the faculty the faculty for uh, the faculty of arts that's right there beside it. The main square, everything is just like you know, it takes on this this, this special hue and it's other it's otherworldly, really, oh, yeah, no, really, absolutely. and mix that with the atmosphere that you mentioned as well. Uh, I the think atmosphere I... on the streets. Yeah, I think, Colm, I mean, if anybody wanted to to really have an amazing, I mean, road trip and discover, the, I suppose you'd see these all these beautiful culture and cuisine, I guess, would just be, this would be the place. Um, you're you're living yourself in Biola did. If I, you know, can you say that word for me? Because I can never get it right. Listen, it took me about 10 years <laughs> to, get, to get it right myself. It's okay. Let me, let me <clears throat> just like clear my throat. Yeah. Uh, Valladolid. Yes, by the right. Well done. It begins with the V, of course, in Spanish. The V sounds like a B. It sounds like a B. And, and like I was saying to you earlier, uh, just to, to uh, well, actually, the, uh, my parents call it Ballyduly. All right. Oh. And just very quickly tell you why uh, that, that that happened. Because in the past, I would fly from Dublin to Stansted, Stansted to Valladolid when they had like direct flights. And one day we were like just about to land and there was a lovely Irish pilot uh, on the flight. And he's like, okay, well, we're about, we're just uh, approaching Ballyduly right now, uh, where it's a toasty 28 degrees, uh, there's no wind, no clouds, and that stuck, 
You know, that's so for all my all my friends back at home. All right, it's just called Manduli. You know, you, you skip yeah. you skip a step there. But, uh, no, but uh, by the lead as well. We were talking about like uh, I'll, I'll go back to Salamanca in a minute. But uh, with um, with by the lead again, it's the it's the capital of of Castellón, but uh, it it might not have. Uh, it might not have what what Salamanca has in terms of let's say the student population or that that magnificent Plaza Mayor that they have there. But here, if you go to the Plaza Mayor, it's just it's like a, a slightly miniature version of the one that's in in Madrid. Uh, the whole city centre has this kind of uh, like a colonial kind of style to it. All right, the kind of uh, the Latin Quarter, mm, um, mm. and there's like a, there's a, a, a beautiful cathedral as well. Now it's all like a kind of a granite, like white granite. Uh, buildings there. You have the the Antigua with another t- little church right beside it, and it's like a like a, a like a like a miniature a miniature little cathedral from any other city. It's beautiful. You have uh, the, the royal palace uh, uh, where Philip II uh, was born in the 16th century, and actually by the lead, by the lead was the the capital of Spain for a number of years uh, back then. He was actually baptized right across the road. Uh, in this this beautiful church called uh, San Pablo that has got a facade that is literally 25 meters, no, 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 but 18 meters high, okay, and maybe 15 meters wide, and it's just like awe inspiring. It's breathtaking. Yeah, I know. I mean, there's, I know there. I remember brief. There was se- several impressive churches in that in the former capital there. I mean, 16th century, as you're saying, and of course Christopher Columbus, he died there, didn't he? His life he, in 1506. He yeah, he he died here as well. And there are rumors too that uh, that he's he may be buried here, but there's lots of places trying to stake claim. To the burial ground of Christopher yeah, Columbus. Yeah. Now uh, I'm going to I'm going to talk to you in a second about an amazing connection with Ireland there. But mm-hmm. one thing about Viola that I remember as well, um, you know, we have our tapas and tapas. There was an amazing restaurant there as well, and it was kind of design. I remember it was designer tapas, you know, mm-hmm. and um, this thing came out with all this dry ice, kind of enveloping squid and fish cheeks, and then we had a chaser of tomato tomato broth, I think it was, and then we had spring rolls with sardines, and I. I'll never forget it. It was one of those food orgasm moments. Yes, and, um, yes, yes. Las, Las and I mean, it was just, I mean, really and truly, I thought to myself, I've never tasted food like this. And I well, was blown away by the it, food there. It was incredible. It, and what, what's, fan, what's fantastic, uh, well, I'll talk about the tapas, uh, the tapas, um, tapas competitions and tapas festivals here in Bayer every year, like national and international. Yeah. Uh, but something that they, that they do, uh, they do, they do very well over here is in Bayer is the innovation of the tapa? Yeah, all right. Yeah. This uh, was Michelin star tapas. This was Michelin star tapas, <laughs> but but as I don't know, like, uh, uh, like incredible uh, greasy, greasy spoon prices. You know? Oh yeah, no, but sure. I mean, that was the whole thing about it. I couldn't. It was just, just incredible. Um, Colm, it's really, I mean, I can, I'm getting so, I'm getting my, my, uh, I'm salivating here listening to you talking about this food because it's just really is so amazing. But the, the connection with, um, Hugh O'Donnell and I suppose mm. what Philip II is just, could just talk about it because Irish people would be fascinated to, to hear about, they think Hugh O'Donnell is buried there, don't they? And, and um, it's, they, they, they definitely, they know he's buried, uh, he's buried in just off the, the main square in, in Bay of the Leaf, but just like, uh, like a brief, a brief history now. I know I, I did, I did quite well in the leaving sort of history, I have to say, <laughs> but that has no bearing, <laughs> that has no bearing here. Uh, but uh, what I was going to say was that, of course, after the like the fiasco in uh, after the Battle of Kinsale, um, heavy defeat. Okay, against the English, they mm. wanted more. Like Hugh O'Donnell, they needed more support from uh, from the Spanish, of course. So he made the trek 
Okay, he made a trek down to down towards Spain, down towards the then capital by the Leith. And now, unfortunately, very unfortunately, uh, he got to a village that is around uh, 12 kilometers from the city center here, 14 kilometers, called Semancas. Okay, and he, he got as far as there because he was, he was coming down with something. Uh, and he passed away a few days after arriving there. He was just, uh, it was like, you know, he kicked the bucket right there in, in, in Simancas. He actually wrote his last will and testament in Simancas. And you can actually visit in the archives beside the, the castle in Simancas. You can actually read his correspondence with Philip II's court. Um, and you can read his, his actual will and testament uh, right there. Wow. Uh, and and in, in the will, uh, he does outline outline that he wanted to be buried. He didn't he want to be buried back in, back in Bay of the Leeds right here uh, as well. Now, last year they started excavation work. Actually, the, 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 the mayor of, um, of Bay of the Leeds, Oscar, 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 Oscar Puente, uh, he was on RTE uh, last August or September talking about this, um, about the excavation work going on, looking for some remains maybe of Christopher Columbus, but mainly uh, Red Hugh O'Donnell. Um, wow. And it's a huge Irish connection. I mean, I visited um, Donegal Castle. Uh, it was a Hugh O'Donnell's uh, castle uh, a few years ago. And up there, you can actually see some of the correspondence from Spain that went from the courts here up to Donegal. So I did, I did, I did the loop, we'll say. Brilliant. And, of course, circle. and Philip II set up that Irish college for the Irish that were uh, sort <clears> of, um, this, you know, that, this, that, that migrated there. And I mean, there was 300,000 Irish went there though, that time. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, so there must, there must be a huge intermixing there as well. But yeah, I have to say, I have to say something. It's happened to me like uh, three or four times now where somebody, like a Spanish person will come up to me. Maybe it might be a parent looking for classes or it might be a friend of a friend and they'll tell me their surname. It might be O'Connell, uh, O'Donnell, might be a Moran. It might be, etc. Wow! Uh, and I'm like, yeah. that, did you know that's an Irish name? It's like, oh yeah, yeah. Like my, I, I don't know, my great 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 grandfather you know, came from Ireland, etc. There's the, the, somehow some of the sur- the surname has still lived on uh, with some of the with some of the families, but there there definitely there, has, there must be like a huge mix as well. When, when the further north you go, when they're doing kind of DNA uh, or g- genome sequencing, uh, they discover that. As you go further north, there's a stronger connection between uh, the Irish genome and that area of Spain than anything else. And it, com- it must come from this exodus, uh, this arrival of like 300,000 uh, Irish was a, uh, immigrants or displaced people or whatever, uh, kind of coming into this area all, like, uh, over the course of only maybe 20 or 30 years. Is, it definitely would have had an effect. You see a lot of, actually, to be honest, in Bay the Leith, it's unbelievable. There's, there's like an unbelievable amount of blonde, blonde people. It's, it's, it, and blue-eyed yeah. people as well. And that must, that says something because the typical Spanish person, like sallow, like sallow, kind of dark, uh, olivey skin, very beautiful, the dark hair, the dark eyes. But around here, it's like, you, it's like you're walking around, I know, Longford or something sometimes, you know, wow. like yeah, the big blue eyes a- and. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. I mean, that was incredible. I mean, I think people would be fascinated in the fact that Hugh O'Donnell is buried there and that they're actually looking to find where he is buried is fascinating as well. Mm-hmm. And of course, the huge connection. I mean, we want, I, I'm going to ask you now a little bit there about, about maybe a suggested road trip that people could do. But and Tr- St. Teresa of Avila, of course, was another one that is you know, massively um, a huge favourite for the Irish. I know Kate O'Brien kind of, you know, made her quite famous, um, the Irish writer, because um, she kind of, she had a great enthusiasm uh, for Sister Teresa, or sorry, Saint Teresa, Colin. Mm-hmm. But then again, Vila, another amazing place. I mean, you know, as I said, well, to visit, beautiful as well. 
But it's and uh, obviously one thing, one one like uh, big reason to visit would be Saint Teresa uh, of Avila. Uh, it's and the thing is that's that city, that city or that town, uh, better said, it's it's a walled town. Yeah. Okay. It's, the wall is completely intact. All right, and you got the watchtowers and the corners, etc. And it's again, you can go up on top of that, and you can like look around. And when you look out of those planes that you mentioned earlier, those beautiful planes, and in the background, in the back, in the for in the background, you can see. Uh, you can see the mountain range of Segovia, you know, with the kind of uh, snow-peaked, uh, snow-capped mountains, etc. It's something else. It's, again, yeah, it's like stepping amazing. back in time. I mean, that aqueduct, know? I mean, you mentioned it earlier there. I mean, people, I, I will put up a few pictures of it now when we're on the park. But I mean, that aqueduct in Segovia is just, it's like a, its like one of the wonders of the world. <laughs> it's incredible. Sure. I, 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 my, I remember when it, my, I brought my parents down to Segovia there, uh, I don't know, a few years ago. And... My my, fa- my father now is a, is 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 a fantastic man, but he's not easily impressed. Okay, yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. not easily impressed. But uh, he, I remember my mother went to buy some of those lovely ornate plates that they sell um, over here. Those kind of ceramic uh, oh, yeah. plates yeah. that are uh, hand painted, very nice. Mum went to, went with the, my sister uh, to have a look at that, and Dad was just like staring up at the aqueduct. And you can imagine these like hundreds of arches. Every single stone in that aqueduct was was like literally kind of tailor-made for that one position uh okay my dad was looking up at it and i was like so what do you think dad he's like so i think that's the most amazing thing i've seen in my life (laughs) that's right (laughs) that's coming yeah I think the first time we went there as well with a group of us, I think people were just absolutely mesmerized. You know, it was, it was, it was fantastic. But Colin, there was, there was, there was, sorry, go on. So there was the, the, one more thing on that aqueduct. There isn't like, there isn't a, a lick of cement or there wasn't anyway until I think like 20 or 30 years ago when they put just a layer on the very, very top, just in, just in case, because there, there, there was like a few very, very minor earthquakes and they're worried with that. That has been freestanding. Freestanding yeah. since Roman times, you know it's it's something else, really. It, like you said, like one of the wonders of the world. You see Absolutely. it, and you can't believe it. And um, Colin, what's it like for yourself now? I mean, living there. I mean, day to day. I mean, cost of living. I mean, in terms of you know uh, quality well, of life. It sounds. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're in the heartland of Spain. There. Um, is there? I mean, is it? Do you just love it? I just love it. I just love it. Um, now, uh, uh, my mother won't mind me saying. Obviously, you know, she's like, you know, do you ever think about coming home, Colm? And of course, you think about going home for, on holidays, you know, but you mentioned it like the, the quality of life, uh, first of all, here. Uh, now, I, I, I can I speak about the people's attitudes to life here as well. But, mm. uh, it's very similar to Irish people, you know, we're very yeah. similar, uh, let's say, culturally, um, uh, let's say, or the, just the way our personalities are. You know, we're out, we're like out for a good time to have a bit of crack. You know, uh, you know, not not to worry too much about things. You know, ah, it'll be grand. That attitude is the same here. All right. Mm, mm. Um, first of all, for like, let's say for your for your mental for your mental health here, that that obviously helps an awful lot. But on top of that, you were mentioning uh, obviously the, the the quality of the food is just exquisite. Of course, they they do take very very good care. Things are very very well controlled when it comes to all of the different cured meats they have, the jamón, the chorizo, etc. The, the fresh meats that uh, we mentioned, you have the, a fantastic steak that comes from um, from Avila, actually, that is exquisite. Now, going to the prices, you know, uh, you meant you were, we were talking earlier about uh, about like the set the set menus, and you were in, you were in Salamanca, you were on the main street there, uh, Rua Mayor, which is like the the, the epicenter of the town. You, you'd expect mm. kind of elevated prices, but you're talking you might be like spending like twelve, fifteen euros on a set menu, three course meal with wine included and a, gla- and a cup of coffee. At the end, yeah. 
Yeah, you know, amazing. There's no beating the, the there's no beating the the, the let's say the pricing here uh, or the the quality the quality and the price at the same time. And like uh, hotel stays as well, you you'll be paying anywhere between thirty and fifty percent less, let's say, <clears throat> than let's say a, a big city like Madrid or a tourist hotspot like Malaga or Seville or Alicante or Valencia. Um, it's 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 hard to believe. It's very yeah, hard to no. believe. And, you go for you go for like a, a round, let's say a round of drinks with a round of tapas for free with some friends, and you know I remember my, my one of my friends was over a, while, a few years ago, and the same thing. There was like six of us, and he paid for six drinks with the six tapas, and he gave the he gave the girl a twenty, and he got like change of a fiver, and he was in shock. <laughs> Living in Dublin, obviously, you wouldn't get a fifty yeah. back with that. Dublin, I know, you know, I know. Unbelievable, unbelievable. And I mean, like the, you were talking with the food there. I mean, should the, I mean, even the, the the organic farms, the pigs are fed on acorns. I mean, you know, this doesn't all just happen. I mean, it's so well thought through. And that's why that 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 ham has the most incredible, the ham bon, I suppose, just the, the, the flavor. It's, it's just really, but when you're there to experience and see all these shops with the massive hams hanging. Like it's, it's just, it's actually part of the, of the excitement of the place. They're just so into it. It's such, such a, a real speciality, isn't it? Of, of the it whole is, area, the Hamon Iberico. The Hamon Iberico. And, and you, you mentioned the, uh, the, the acorn fed, uh, the acorn fed uh, pigs. Pigs, yeah. They, they, they actually, they, they have laboratories where they test the fat on the pig to guarantee that they have been fed on acorns only and, and obviously some cereals as well, but they have it so they were so well controlled and like you said, it's just it's there's a pride a pride behind that product, okay, especially the jamon that is obviously unrivaled with other kind of products that they, they have here too because it's a symbol, you know. And of yeah, course, if you yeah. go into you go into any any, uh, well, any bar, most bars, and they will have that leg of jamon just sitting on the the jamon leg stand, which is a thing, all right, uh, yeah. that like, holds it up. And they will literally like, freshly cut cured ham right there with your with your glass of wine or with your with your beer. Um, and like apart from apart from the jamón, you have the other things like the chorizo that people uh, know very well. You have a salchichón as well, which is like it's similar to the chorizo but without the without the Spanish oh. paprika. Uh, you have um, beef jamón as well, especially around León. It's called uh, cecina, and in, in the bars in in León, uh, one of the tapas that they usually give would be like a plate of this. Which is again, again exquisite. But um, oh my but god, it, I'm 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 seriously. I'd be booking you know flights. Listen, listen, I, I'm, I'm booking I'm looking, flights in about a half an hour. Go ahead. You, you know, you know where you know where to look and you know where to come. But I swear, to you, my, my my stomach is grumbling here. Okay, and it's yeah. it's, it's, it's all your fault, Ed. You got me talking. Colm, listen, if you were to give somebody just, uh, you know, uh, like in, a, in, a, in a, like about a minute, if you were to say to somebody, you know, because it's different. I mean, like if you a road trip mm. through Ireland, I suppose, if you were to give uh, somebody a quick sort of, you know, five top places that you have to go if you had a week, uh, where mm. would you say to them? I would I would say that you would have to, we'd say if we have a starting point down in Madrid, for example, because we need to fly into some place. Um, you can fly into Madrid or into Santander. But let's say if you're starting off in Madrid, uh, obviously get rent, renting a car uh, as well, uh, going up as far as Segovia first, okay, and taking in the that area. Right beside Segovia, you also have lots of different walking routes around the the mountain range there, which is again, it's, it's like something like like the Alps, you know, it's Beautiful. it's it's rugged, it's all like itchy, you know what I mean? All these mm. all these peaks and, and all snow capped, um, as well. And from there, 
go across to, to Avila, see that beautiful walled, walled city, while also trying to like, take breaks. It might be only like two, two hours in the car between the two places, but stopping in the villages. Mm. That's, that's the main thing. Stop in a village, have a, have, have a, a cup of coffee, take it in, because in every village you've got like these like old monasteries, old churches, like old winding old streets, you know, um, with like these beautiful, like kind of wooden beams and, and kind of, kind of wooden and white mixture. Between like whatever the, the, the concrete, concrete or the painted clay, uh, lovely balconies, etc. With like people will hang out there. I forget the word in English. In English now, uh, tapiceros. There. Oh, the, the, what do you call it? Oh no, I'm stuck. The ta- these these kind of mats. That oh are, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah, the tapis. lovely ornate mats. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's it. And anyway, from there you go to you go to Avila, up to up to Salamanca. Now in Salamanca, you could probably stop for like a day or two. Okay, uh, why? Because from Salamanca, you'll take in the Plaza Mayor, you'll take in obviously the atmosphere there. You can go up into the towers of the cathedral, have these mm. unbelievable views of a mountain range, which we'll be going to shortly. Um, and mm. and the, 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 you have the, the university uh, grounds there as well, the university buildings, all unbelievable. From there, there is a lovely, unbelievable mountain range. It's mm. called Sierra de Francia. Okay, the, 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 the French mountain range. Uh, and there you've got like a lovely kind of hamlet of villages. It's like only 45 minutes to an hour from, from Salamanca. You've got a national park called Batuecas, where you, it goes through these like green kind of pine wood valleys. That you, and there's a perfect route set out. There's nothing, there's like not much of an effort uh, to it. So a little bit of hiking. You go in a little bit into that national park, national uh, nature reserve, and you've got these painted goats that were painted like in prehistoric times. All right, wow. on these these walls, just underneath a little like out, outcrop of um, uh, of stone, etc. Uh, taken in those villages, a beautiful village called La Alberca, just right beside this uh, this national park, and it's it was voted the most beautiful village in Spain a few years ago, and for good reason as well. Wow. Um, from there, from Salamanca, now there's there's a, a host of different places you could go, but from there, the most logical route would be to Valladolid, and here you can have a look. You can take like you can have a look at the. The, the burial site, the supposed burial site of Hugh O'Donnell. You can visit Simancas, the village where he passed away. You can see the archives as well. You can have a look at the at the correspondence, his handwriting, his handwriting on on, pa- on paper on parchment. You know, yeah. Um, and in Bayou the Lead, you have like <clears throat> there's lots of things to do here. Uh, okay, you have like you've got the National Sculpture Museum here. You've got a plethora of monasteries and and the cathedral and churches. You have the the Royal Palace. All this right in the city centre. Everything's within a five minute walk. You have the main square there as well. You have the Casa Colón, which is the where Christopher Columbus passed away. You have the Casa de Cervantes as well, because uh, uh, Miguel de Cervantes he was living here in Valladolid too. Uh, but from from Bay, from Valladolid, then you could go either way. You can go to to Leon, Leon Burgos, or Burgos Leon, depending on on which uh, uh, which way you're going to be getting back to Ireland. But in yeah. Leon, like we, we, we mentioned before, from. Well, there's fantastic trains. I know, even if, I mean, you know, even if you were dropping cars, I mean, I know you'll be hiring a car for this one, but mm. even. Um, I know people that they do load, they go from Madrid to Leon by train and then they start the Camino away from there, actually. And mm-hmm. uh, the trains in Spain, by the way, for anyone, they're just fantastic. I mean, what they've done with the trains there over the last 20 years is just phenomenal. The thing is, for example, uh, imagine the distance between, uh, say, Galway City to Dublin, all right? Yeah. Um, and it's the same distance, more or less. Like from from by the Leith to Madrid, it's just under an hour, 55 minutes on the train. 
Wow. All right. Isn't that and fantastic? they run like clockwork. And then from the same thing from by the lead, you have this, the fast train that goes to the city called Palencia. You can go to Leon. You can get to, you get to Burgos and you get to the north as well. Uh, the, and the, the, the train system here, okay, even if it's, if it's the, fast, the fast train or the regional train, it's, it's unbelievable. It's really, it's, it's dependable. And, and plus, to be honest, like I do enjoy driving, but a fantastic way to take things in, the, the, uh, to take things in uh, the countryside, etc., is by train. You know, just yes, sitting down. Of course, I love the train as well, Colm. I love taking sitting, trains. Just sitting back and, and just relaxing and taking it all yeah, in, and yeah, yeah. no stress and, at all. And also seeing the changes in the landscape because uh, the, the whole the region is kind of uh, it's kind of bordered by by mountain ranges. All right. Yeah. And then you have this beautiful plain. I've never seen anything so flat. Like coming from Ireland, obviously, you mm. know, there's not that, not that many like flat, uh, vast, flat areas like they have here, and the the colours as well. You mentioned that sandstone colour. When you're travelling through the middle of Castilla-Leon, you can see like just like kind of yellows and browns and golds, just as far as the eye can see in some areas, which is and then dotted with old monasteries and ruins and and churches and villages as well. The train system is would definitely be a, a good, a fantastic option uh, as well. To, to have a, to do a bit of a travel, a bit of a trip. Well, listen, Colm, that is, listen, that is absolutely brilliant. I have to say, right, I mean, I, you have really, I mean, you have taken me back on a journey, which I haven't been able to travel that much for some reasons. I mean, we won't, I know Spain is open, by the way, and I know mm. that everything is good to go there. We've discussed mm. that where, you know, where everyone, um, everyone's kind of delighted with the fact, you know, we don't need a PCR test to go to Spain now. And, you know, the Spanish government, they've done amazing stuff for tourism with these insurance policies so you know it's mm-hmm. i mean so that's the great thing so what we're talking about now all these things are possible of course and all this people working in hospitality have all been Every, vaccinated you know that's it that's it Every, and everything is possible now as well like the let's say the, the levels of restrictions here um have have just been coming down obviously with the rise in vaccination the restrictions have gone down like at, uh, right, right now you can you have indoor dining outdoor dining as well but what they have done which has been a fantastic initiative uh, in Castellón, in general, uh, is that they have opened up more space for the buyers to have more kind of uh, outdoor terraces. All right, so now you go to Plaza Mayor, you have the, the very middle of the square is nice and open, but you have like you know just like tables and chairs and people taking in the sun, people watching, you know, uh, having a coffee, having a drink, and it's like it's caused the atmosphere, which was fantastic before everything all this happened. It's actually incremented the atmosphere, the buzz. You know what yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah, um, yeah, fantastic. Uh, as as well, but that's it. The, the, the restrictions are, are are dropping away, nice, nice, slowly but surely. And hotels are all open, etc. Everything is ready to be to be taken advantage of. All right, wonderful, definitely. Well, Colm, listen, you have been, you're an amazing ambassador for uh, Castile and Leon, I have to say, and you have I, taken me on an amazing journey today, and I'm sure the listeners are going to love it. And just to for anybody who really does want a cultural and cuisine. A trip of a lifetime, I can tell you. I mean, this is the that is really the region to go to, and all this amazing history and you know stunning architecture, it's all there. And this is definitely the the soul of Spain. Colm, listen, definitely. thank you so much for chatting to us today. I could talk to you for hours. No, I, was, I, was, I, was just, I was just I was just going to say that. Ed. I was just going to say we've just touched the tip of the iceberg. Honestly. I know. But I know. Uh, before before we do finish up, if if you wouldn't mind, I just mentioned like the the Instagram. And Facebook for of course I was uh, going for, to ask absolutely 
Sorry. No, I, I jumped in there. Sorry. No. But, no, uh, no on, you're, you're entitled to a plug after all that great information. And, 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 and I, I, do th- I do think it's a legitimate plug <laughs> as well. I'm not, I haven't mentioned any, 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 any bars or any names at all. So that, that's, that's a good thing. That's a, that's a, that's a point in my favour. But if you go onto Instagram, you look for Castilla, uh, Y, E, Leon, Tourism. Or if you just go directly to Google and type in whatever way you want, okay, because Google can predict what we're saying nowadays, <laughs> Castilla and Leon Tourism, and you get the Instagram account, you get the official uh, local, uh, the regional government website, you get the Facebook as well. And they Brilliant. have a, I'm just uh, spell just for just for um, Neanderthals like myself, right? Spell Castilla. Just spell just spell it out there for me. Go on. Uh, I will, of course. C A S T I double L A space uh, Y space L E O N. Perfect. And perfect. That's it. And then if you put that with tourism. Um, that will that will pop up. Yeah, um, and I was Instagram actually looking at I was looking at that. Would you believe earlier? And I mean, the breathtaking. The people want to see the places you've been talking about. That is a great uh, place to go because they are actually, as you said, pardon the cliche, breathtaking, stunning. You could use it's them all. Spectacular, etc. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and it's, it, it's it sounds like I'm exaggerating, but just come come and visit, and you will believe me. I promise. Brilliant. All right. Well, Colm, listen, it's been, it's been a fascinating and an absolute pleasure to chat to you today. And uh, I'm very same jealous. As, same and, as it. And hopefully now, I mean, I'd say I will be over in the next few months and um, we'll, we'll visit one or two of those little bodegas and you can, you can Definitely. We, we, we might find where Hugh O'Donnell is bar- buried. We'll get out there. We'll after out a there. few glasses of wine, yes, we'll, we'll, have, a, <laughs> we'll have a bit of a dig. Brilliant. Colm, muchas gracias. De nada, Ed, de nada. <laughs>